The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven.
Welcome, Ecclesia. We're so glad that you joined us today here online. As we enter into a time of worship, would you join me in this prayer? God, we invite you in to our hearts, to our minds, to our homes and the places that we gather. We ask that you make yourself at home and continue to make your presence the thing that comforts us and guides us through each day, each moment as we worship and honor you together today. Amen. things 
my own noise and my own chaos from the chains of a lesser law you set me and my own chaos from the chains of a lesser law you set me free in the silence of the heart you speak in the silence of the heart Silence of the heart In the silence of the heart You satisfy me Till I am quiet and confident In the work of Spirit, I cannot see you satisfy me till I am quiet and confident in the work of the Spirit. I cannot see. silence of the heart you speak in the silence of the heart you speak and it is there that I will know you and you will know me in the silence of the heart you speak you speak in the silence As we continue in worship, would you join me in this offering prayer? God, our provider and sustainer, you bind all of creation together, every molecule a gift from your hand. The life and love of Jesus display the power of generosity. Two fish and five loaves multiplied to feed thousands. We give 
because we belong to you and to one another. We give trusting that you will use these gifts to do what none of us can do alone. We open our hands in joy and hope. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hello, Ecclesia family. So good to be with you online, wherever you are today. Welcome. If we haven't met in person, my name's Wayne. I get to be the campus pastor at Ecclesia on the West Side and want to invite you into a few things and give you some updates. First is we want to make sure you know that we are continuing to have some outdoor worship services at both of our campuses every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We're doing everything we can to make this a safe and welcoming space. It's been an absolute gift to see so many of you in person, and we have been absolutely blessed with fantastic weather the past few weeks, and we're praying and hoping that continues. You don't wanna miss it. Uh, just to let you know, we are continuing to ask our staff to wear masks at these, and we're creating safe space, so once you're in those, like, feel free to take that mask off, uh, but this is what we feel like will continue to follow the guidance that we're getting from doctors and pediatricians that are advising us on our board and other places, as well as follow some of the CDC guidelines. Uh, we're trying to do everything we can to make this as open and available for everyone, uh, wherever you are. So you can sign up for those, so that if we need to make changes or tweak some things, we can communicate that to you and let you know. And you can find that at ecclesiahouston.org uh, slash events, or you can go to the Church Center app. There's an events tab, and that's the easiest way to find that. So we can't wait to see you in person. Sign up. It's going to be great. Which reminds me, uh, we've been talking a little bit about it, but we found this Church Center app, which is the easiest way to keep up with all the events that we have going on. It's also the easiest way to do things like giving as well. Uh, so find it um, in the App Store for your respective device. You can download it on Church Center. Select Ecclesia, you can get it set up, and it's the easiest way to stay connected to the events and things we've got going on. Ecclesia, you know what season it is. We are so excited that Easter is just around the corner. It is Sunday, April 4th. We wanna make sure that you mark your calendar because we are planning a fantastic event and celebration to commemorate Jesus' resurrection on Easter Sunday. We are so thrilled that we get to do this at White Oak Music Hall. It's a fantastic venue outdoors and we are gonna be able to gather in a much safer space and have more of us together in one spot. Plus, we get an added bonus of our dear friend and brother, Thad Cockrell, who's had an amazing year with some of his music this year. Uh, he's gonna be with us to help us celebrate and lead us in some music. And for those of you who are either out of town or you're not quite comfortable yet coming to something in person like that, we wanna let you know that we are still gonna host an amazing online experience as well, where we'll get to sing and we'll get to read the scriptures and we'll get to celebrate Christ's resurrection. Uh, on Easter Sunday together in that way. So stay tuned, you'll find more about that at ecclesiahouston.org as well. And next Ecclesia, we always wanna let you know about some of the amazing organizations that we are so thrilled and privileged to get to work with. And I want to tell you about an amazing organization here in the city of Houston. It's called Houston Welcomes Refugees. 
Houston Welcomes Refugees is a local nonprofit that partners with organizations around the city to welcome refugees with hope, with honor, and with a sense of compassion as they resettle in Houston. They mobilize volunteers to help welcome refugees through welcome kits, through establishing some friendships and assistance throughout their move. We want to invite you to attend an interactive online orientation at March 23rd at 7 p.m. so that you can learn more about the opportunities to get involved. You can sign up for this at ecclesiahouston.org outreach, or you can email Hannah Rodriguez at ecclesiahouston.org to get more info. Ecclesia, this is an amazing organization, and we would love for you uh, to join the work of welcoming folks who are in desperate need of community uh, in a really critical time in their life. Uh, this is a great chance where we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus to folks who are resettling in our city. We'd love for you to be a part of it. And finally, Ecclesia, we just want to, again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your continued generosity and the way that we're able to pool resources together to provide assistance for needy people in the city of Houston and beyond around the globe. Uh, it's because of your generosity that we get to partner and do so much. And so we want to remind you that if you'd like to participate in that, uh, you can give in several different ways. Uh, the first is you can use text messages. So you can text your donation amount to the number 84321 and you can give that way. You can also go to our webpage, ecclesiahouston.org slash give or you can give really easily through the Church Center app. There's a Give tab there. Uh, but we're so honored to get to partner together in this way, and we wanna make sure you know how grateful we are for your continued generosity. And Ecclesia, I am so honored that we get to enter into this season where we pause and we look at the last night uh, of Jesus' life where he was betrayed and before he went to the cross. Uh, last week, uh, I feel like Sean Palmer, our teaching pastor, set the stage really well for this. And we're so grateful that our lead pastor, Chris C., is going to pick up where he left off and look at this really significant night uh, in Jesus' life uh, and help us prepare for Easter Sunday in that way. So take a deep breath. And my prayer and hope for you is that you see the scriptures anew, that you see God anew in this coming window, that you hear his voice speak directly from you, not just stories of long ago, but what he's doing here now in this city and beyond wherever you are. Uh, may you feel encouraged. May you feel hopeful. Uh, may you know how loved you are. Ecclesia, we can't wait to see you in person. We love you. God bless. Ecclesia, this is Pastor Chris, and it's the fourth week of Lent. I know for some of us that doesn't even mean anything because this year still feels like it's just a roller coaster. And I hope that week to week, our teaching, our gatherings are going to drive us together towards something. And we believe that something is Easter. And if you didn't hear last week, we're going to blow it up for Easter. We're at the White Oak Music Venue. Uh, we're going to do what Ecclesia does. We're going to celebrate the thing we think is most worth celebrating in the world, and that's Easter. And as we lead up to Easter during Lent, Sean and I are going to be teaching you about these unique things that happened with Jesus and his friends the night before he went to his death. If you had one last night with your friends, right, what would you do? And you know Jesus probably made some really calculated decisions about what they were going to do. And last week, Sean reminded you that Jesus served and he demonstrated how important service is and was. And you know what else Jesus and his friends did? 
The scriptures tell us in two of the gospels that their last night together, just before they went to the Mount of Olives, they sang. They got together and they sang. Now, for many of you, you don't do this often in your home. In fact, one of the unique things about coming to church, I'll be honest with you, if I made a list of the things I miss most since this pandemic started, and uh, we just realized today that we're right at a one-year marker when our staff gathered to say, what's our pandemic plan? What are we gonna do? I can't believe it's been a year since then. But in this year, there are a few things I've really missed. I've missed hugs. I'll tell you, that's what I miss the most. And many of you, I got my first shot already, so I'm pretty ready post second shot to start hugging those who wanna hug. Um, I miss those hugs. I miss the hugs of kids at Ecclesia, especially. Our kids know how to hug really well. I really miss travel. Um, our church has friends all across the globe. And um, we've spent uh, a lot of time sending audio texts and uh, photos and sharing stories, but it's not the same as being together. And I, I miss our friends in Venezuela and Colombia and in South America and in Africa. I really miss my friends in the Holy Land. Uh, I wanna get back there. But I'll tell you the third thing, I got three things I miss the most. And I miss singing. I can't even get it out of my mouth. Uh, I miss singing together. There's this beautiful thing that happens uh, when we're together in the rooms that God's given us and we, we sing. We've got these really gifted people and they lead us and the melodies are beautiful. They're beautiful. And something happens um, just for anybody. There's a great TED talk you can see on what happens to your brain uh, when it's under the influence of great music. And a neurologist who's a musician gives this TED talk. He talks about group singing and how important it is. And I think any group singing would be helpful. When you go to the baseball games, about the only other place we go and group sing in public, right? We sing the national anthem together. Any group singing has a positive effect on your brain. But I think singing about the truth of who God is and what he's done and sharing our emotions, our songs, right? Range from lament, uh, to joy, to celebration, to words of hope and encouragement. And I'll tell you, I, I sing while I watch the video. I hope you do. Some of you feel self-conscious. Maybe you think, well, I don't sing as good as Paul Pelk or Courtney or any of the people that lead us. I just feel really awkward singing. And I would just tell you, just sing, sing out loud. But I, it, it's not the same as being together. And uh, many of you are wanting an update. Um, I, I wish I could give you a firm date on uh, all that we'll do in the next few months, but I can tell you right now, we're singing together outside every week at both campuses at nine and 11. It's my favorite thing of being back together outside every week. And at some point we'll move inside and have childcare. Uh, the CEO of Methodist Hospital has asked churches uh, and any large gatherings to try to wait about another three months. And we're gonna try to do uh, what the officials in our area are asking us to do. And we're gonna keep connected with all of you. And at some point it's gonna get so hot outside, we'll probably figure out a way to move inside. But right now, let's gather every week online. Let's gather together and let's start the process of singing together. So why did Jesus sing with his disciples? Well, one, uh, it was a Jewish thing to do. Um, Jews sing. If you've ever been to a synagogue, right? There, there's a rabbi or a cantor that will get up and everything is sung. It feels a little bit like a really good kindergarten. My kids went to a Waldorf kindergarten and the kindergarten teachers, they sing everything. Welcome to first grade. We're so glad you're here today. And when you're a parent and you're like, this feels a little cheesy, right? And uh, 
But you know what I learned really quickly is I, I got to spend a day in observing class. It's really calming to have people sing to you all day. Right. Try it. Just sing to your kids, sing to your spouse, your partner, your friend, just sing all day. And you find it's really hard to be depressed if you sing all day. There's a reason that Fred Rogers, maybe uh, one of the best pastors uh, of the last century, right? As he pastored kids would sing. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, right? It's a beautiful day for your neighbor. Would you be mine? <laughs> I'm, I want to be Fred Rogers. Can you tell? He, did, he just had this ability through the camera and melody to connect and to sing. So what, what is it? Well, in, in Zephaniah, it tells us that not only Jesus sang with his disciples, but that historically, this is what God does. Zephaniah says, the eternal, your God is standing right here among you, and he's the champion who will rescue you. I don't know about you, but I felt like I need a rescue, like the world needs a rescue late, lately. And he's saying, God's the one who's going to rescue you. And how's he going to do it? He says, he will joyfully celebrate over you. He will rest in his love for you. He will joyfully sing because of you like a new husband. He says, this God that loves you and is coming to rescue you, he loves you so much he's going to sing over you. I believe that's what the Genesis account is about, by the way. It says God spoke these things into existence. I believe the Hebrew word really means to sing like Jews often did. If you go to a Shabbat meal with us in Israel, which I want all of you to do when the world opens back up and we can go someplace again, and we go to a Shabbat meal and people often think, well, it's Sabbath and they're really solemn and it's... And then they get there and they realize like you get there and this is what we do. We eat, drink and sing. And uh, and the next thing you know, we, we had uh, we've had a few famous Shabbats, right? Um, we, we've had some with groups that just were drumming on the table. We had a rooftop Shabbat in the old city of Jerusalem that we ended up singing Bob Marley songs until about 1 a.m. Uh, as we drank wine and told stories with these new friends, these uh, very hip, young Jewish people. And we had a blast. And there's something about singing, eating, drinking together that is so, so good. And God sings over us, it tells us. In Hebrews chapter 2, it echoes the same thing, that, that the reality is that the God who made us and loves us, who's the one reconciling us, is singing over us and singing specifically this psalm. And he says, I will speak your name to my brothers and sisters when I praise you in the midst of community. And in the words of Isaiah, he says that I will wait for the eternal one. This one that's coming to rescue loves us, is pursuing us in love and in peace and in grace. So why do we sing? What happens when we sing? Let me give you a few things to think about. One is that um, we remember. Every culture has a song to help you learn things like the ABCs, right? Anybody think you could learn the ABCs very well? without that melody, that melody sticks, right? And the truth is I have moments where I remember songs, right? Eric Church has this, uh, I'm listening to a lot of country in the last year, right? And, uh, and I love a song about a song, right? And he writes a song about Springsteen's songs. And in it, he's got this line, right? And he says, funny how a melody feels like a memory, right? That you hear a melody and it actually, the melody is really a memory because it takes you back someplace, right? You're, you're there, you hear it, and you go back to a place. I, I can literally, you may think it's a bad song. I think it's a great song. I was a kid, and I remember being bullied and uh, really struggling with like what that felt like. And, and this song by Kenny Rogers, like I identified with, right? And, uh, and I, I, I could quote you that whole song in an instant, right? 
that everyone considered him the coward of the county. He never stood one single time to prove the county law. Now I told you I'd remember it and I almost forgot. <laughs> His mama named him Tommy, but folks just called him yellow. Something always told me they were reading Tommy wrong. And that song, right, about this kid whose dad made him promise not to get in bar fights, right? He, uh, he finally uh, had to stand up for the woman that he loved. And, uh, and he learned he could stand up. And I don't know what it is about that song, but I'm telling you, that song reminded me, like, I could be courageous. Like, I don't have to be afraid. I, I don't know what song takes you places, but my guess is if you looked at, if you're like me and you listen to a lot of your music on Spotify, that you learned a lot about yourself at the end of the year when they send you the wrapped information and you learn what you were listening to, right? And some of you went, I must have been through a heartbreak this year because my top three songs are all about broken hearts, right? Or I, I must have been really trying to lift myself up because I listen to a lot of dance music, right? And, uh, and things I wanted to listen to while I was on a walk or I exercise. You learn a lot about yourself. This is what songs help you do. They help you remember. Now, you know what we need to remember? We need to remember that God is with us, that he won't forsake us. And when we sing songs of great faith, when we sing hymns, particularly for me, I love our hymns. And I can imagine sometimes when we're singing, right? Uh, Here I raise mine Ebenezer, right? I, I know my, my grandparents, my great grandparents, they were singing that same song, right? Uh, when I, we sing blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, right? That Jesus is mine. Jesus loves me and cares for me. And I find an assurance in that, right? We sing these hymns and they lift me up and I remember who I am and who I'm meant to be. This is one of the reasons we sing. When we gather, and I wanna encourage you, sing on your own, let's sing together. When we sing, we remember. Secondly, when we sing, this is what we do and we're made to do it, by the way even though I grew up in a Baptist tradition that didn't want you to do it. When you sing, you know what you do? When you listen to music, you move. One of the most compelling videos that I saw this year, I'm gonna share you a clip of it, is, um, is of a ballerina who has Alzheimer's. And her grandson came and they just played for her, Swan Lake, right? And I want you to see how she responds. see, isn't that beautiful? You see what happened in her brain, right? That she remembered, right? She's in a nursing home. She has Alzheimer's. She doesn't remember much about who she is or what she does. But you know what the music did? It reminded her who she is and she started to move. She moved and we're made to move. You, one of the things that can really get you down, I've watched a number of us start to struggle with depression and anxiety. And I got to tell you, one of the best things you can do is move and move with music. This is what I want you to do. It's an exercise. We're going to be doing it live at these campuses today, but you're at home. Once this is over with, this is what I want you to do. Put on the Jackson 5 song, I Want You Back, right? And I dare you not to move. 
I dare you to stand still with that song on, right? What are you gonna do? You're gonna dance. Even if you think you can't dance, you're gonna dance because that song makes you dance. And you know what I wanna do when this is all over with? I wanna be at every wedding and every party and I want to dance. Now, in the meantime, I highly recommend some dance parties at home with friends and family, right? The people you're quarantining with, I've got some friends I've been with a lot and we've put on some music and we've had nights that we just dance. And I gotta tell you, it feels good. Music makes you move. And when we get back together in worship, some of us are gonna move and we're gonna sway and we're gonna lift our hands because we're made to move. And then thirdly, this is what it does. You can see it just because I'm talking about music. You smile. When I hear a great song, I smile. It doesn't matter who it's from, who wrote it, where, what culture it came from. Music is the one universal thing that from the very beginning of language, right? One of the oldest artifacts you can find are ancient flutes, right? Because people were wanting melody. And I don't care what music you love. I love great melodies. A lot of people can't stand the band Coldplay. Everybody loves to hate the people that have. I, I can tell you, if I ever wrote one melody as great as some of those songs, I. I could live on it forever, right? I, I don't care where it comes from. If it's a great melody, it sticks with you and you don't forget it. And great melodies make you smile. Now, I don't know what kind of headphones you've got or where you listen to music, but I wanna encourage you, would you make music? Would you make Christian music? Would you make worship music? Would you make uplifting music more a part of your day? And while you listen to it, would you sing? I, I love it when I'm in traffic and I look over and the sister or brother in the car next to me is just going at it. They are dancing and they are singing. And I feel like I hadn't seen it as much in the last year, but I think we need it now more than ever. And then lastly, and this is what I'll land on. When we sing, we feel. And a lot of us would like to avoid our feelings. We'd like to avoid the hard things, right? One of my favorite songs in scripture is found in a book called Habakkuk. It's a prophetic book, and it really begins, it, the, the, the book is a song, and it starts out with this cry, with this angst, right? And Habakkuk is saying what many of us want to say, how long must I cry, eternal one? I've been crying, and I've been crying, and how long? Like, when do I get to stop? When do I get to stop crying? Now, that's a pretty good intro to a song, isn't it? How long, God? Is it another month? Is it another year? Is it another decade? I was with a friend recently that just said, it, I felt like God was telling me seven years. And in seven years, I'd experienced some healing. That feels like a long time. Now, seven's the number of completeness, right? It's a beautiful number. It doesn't feel like a beautiful number. If the answer to your question is, how long will I cry? And the answer is seven years. I love this song because it's honest. It expresses grief and anger. It goes on in the first and second chapter to basically say the world is a mess, right? If you've got a song that basically says the world is a mess, anybody remember that REM song? I'm gonna show my age because a lot of you don't, but this everybody hurts, right? Just because you hear from the melody, like I have to take a deep breath when I hear it, right? Because I can feel some of the pain I felt then when the song came out, and I feel some of my new pain in a different way. And that song, it allows me to feel 
But you know what else? It uh, helps us to face our fears like I did with Coward of the County. I realized I didn't need to be bullied that Tommy in the song, right? He's like a friend to me somehow. He got me through a hard time, right? He didn't need to be bullied and I didn't either. And we can address our fears and we can move to a place of hope. And by chapter three of Habakkuk, we see this transition to something so beautiful. And, and the song transitions to remind us that God is a beautiful God and that he's made us to live in a beautiful world. And he says in verse four, his radiance is like a bright light. Rays stream down from his hand. Now remember, this was a song, we don't know the melody. And there his power is hidden. Pestilence marches before him. Plagues follow in his steps. He stands still and surveys the earth. He looks their way and the nations jump in fear. What's he saying? He says, God's the powerful one and God's the one that can bring healing to this broken land. And in it, he begins to celebrate. And at the end of it, he says, I listened and I began to feel sick with fear. My insides churned, my lips quivered at the sound, decay crept in my bones, I stood there shaking, and now I wait quietly for the day of distress. As he faced his fears, he realizes in the song that God is the only one that can save me. And many of us have had to come to similar places. Habakkuk faces his fears, and then he acknowledges at the end of the song, God's the only one that can save me. And he says, the eternal Lord is my strength. He has made my feet like the feet of a deer. He allows me to walk on high places. And he knew that God was going to take him back to a place of beauty. We will go through some of the valleys. We have been through the valleys. For me, not singing together has been a valley. You know what? I've learned some things in the valley. I'm ready to go back to the mountain personally. I'd love to meet you there in the next couple of months. I'm going to be doing some things differently. As I've gotten my vaccine and others get theirs, I'm going to be planning some dinners and literally you're going to be invited to them. People that are vaccinated. I'm going to do dinner for people that are vaccinated. And you know what? At some point, we're probably going to do dance parties for people that are vaccinated. We're going to throw probably a big party up here uh, at the time that feels safe to acknowledge like, We got some steam to blow off. We've been ready to have some fun. And when we can begin to envision the life that God made us for, even if we're not living it exactly today, we live with hope. Will you do this? Will you look forward to the days that we'll sing together? In the meantime, will you sing with the online service? Will you come join us outdoors and sing together? Will you put on some good music? And will you remind yourself that God made you for melody and song? He made you for joy and beauty and for adventure and that we don't want to be a people that let go of that. Um, We may have to give some things up and we have given some things up in the short term. We've given up travel and we've given up hugs, but we are not giving up melodies and we're not giving up on the hope of God. Ecclesia, would you let me pray for you today? Lord God, I believe that you have made us, you made our brains in amazing ways that we respond to music. We can literally be connected in a way that our brains, we can see the way that music brings us calm and hope and peace. And I desperately miss that feeling of being in a room together and praising the same God together. And I pray, Lord, that you would bring us back to that place soon, that you would allow us to be reminded of your grace and goodness together. And in the meantime, Lord, would you uh, help us and sustain us through difficult and hard times. We believe, Lord, that you've promised never to leave us or forsake us and that that is truly our greatest gift. We pray all of this together and we pray it in your name. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. 
So Ecclesia, as we've just heard from uh, Pastor Chris, we want to invite you to a space where we're going to sing a hymn and a song together in just a few moments uh, as we celebrate and take communion together. So I want to invite you into a space where we prepare our hearts for celebrating communion and for singing together. Uh, would you join me in praying this prayer of confession uh, together? Uh, there's some places where we'll pray together as all I'll read is a celebrant. You can respond as the people. So pray with me. Oh God, as you search us and know us, we open ourselves to you. Grant us mercy, grant us grace. When we avoid examining the state of our own hearts, but quickly sit in judgment of our neighbors, be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. When we are disciplined in the pursuit of earthly abundance, but invest little energy or enthusiasm in the treasures of the Spirit, be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. When our concern lies only with our own comfort and pleasure, as we avert our eyes from the suffering, injustice, and violence inflicted upon others. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. When we demand instant results and scorn those who find value in waiting, in yearning, even in suffering, even in dying. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. And altogether, through this Lenten journey, May we remember and receive the love and mercy that you have already displayed on the cross. Guide us through this arid desert and ever toward your resurrection life. Amen. And so Ecclesia, we remember today that just as in Luke 22, verse 19, it says that then he took bread, Jesus, he gave thanks and he broke it and he shared it with them. And he said, this is my body, my body given for you. Do this to remember me. And similarly, after the meal had been eaten, he took the cup and he said, this cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant made in my blood. And so Ecclesia, we do this today to remember God's love and grace and mercy for us and for all people, that he forgives all our sins. So may you taste and see his forgiveness and grace today. This is the body of Christ broken for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen.
shout your praise Our hearts will cry These bones will sing And great are you, Lord And all the earth will shout your praise Our hearts will cry These bones will sing Ecclesia, it's my honor to pause and invite you into this space in our gathering where we intentionally speak words of blessing and hope and kindness over the kids and young ones in our lives. So I want to invite you to take a moment to gather the kids in your home with you. Uh, if you want to place your hands on them, and if you don't have kids with you where you are, that's okay too. Just call the image of them in your mind, whether it's a niece or a nephew or a neighbor down the street or across the globe, uh, or if you've got a picture, pull that up in your hand. And would you join me in saying this blessing over them? Uh, this is taken from Numbers chapter 6, uh, but I'm thinking of my two kids, Moses and Aiden. May God bless you and protect you. May God show you favor and be gracious to you. May God, God show you kindness and grant you peace. And may you know how much he loves you and how much I love you. And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our benediction today is adapted from a prayer called Lead Us by St. Augustine. Lead us, O God, from the sight of the lovely things of the world to the thought of you, their creator, and grant that delighting in the beautiful things of your creation, we may delight in you, the first author of beauty and the sovereign Lord of all your works, blessed forevermore. Ecclesia, as we seek the presence of God this week, may we find it already ever with us in the faces of those around us and on the gentle breeze. May we wonder and revel in the beauty you've created 
and feel your love like the warmth of the sun. Dwell in peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ecclesiahouston.org.